Hello, everyone. This is the Parks Academy, where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related. We focus mainly on Disney parks and resorts in both Anaheim and Orlando. My name is Paige. My name is Steven. And today we will be ranking our favorite Walt Disney World resorts. This is a topic or uh, question rather that was sent in. I guess it was a topic that was sent in um, by uh, our friend, the Pixie Dust Dreams Vacation Planner. Um, we sent out a uh, request a couple of a uh, couple of days ago asking if you guys had any thoughts. And, and uh, she sent this one in and we really, we really liked it. So we decided to run with it. Um, before we do, though, we are going to uh, start a new segment that uh i think I, the name might change later down 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 the road but um <laughs> we um i think we're gonna call it uh like things things we're excited about right now or perfect yeah things we're excited about right now so have you have you given much thought and there's there's a reason that i decided to start doing this by the way so do you want to start it off do you want me to do it i can kick it off though i have a feeling i know that yours is disney related and mine is not yeah i'm that's i'm really curious what yours is then so I was thinking about this as we were talking about adding in this segment, and I sort of was thinking about two different things because we've really been on a kick of binge-watching shows lately. Yeah. Um, we've been binge-watching serial killer documentaries. Yeah, big time. <laughs> and also, we're really digging the show Only Murders in the Building yeah, that's on a, Hulu. Yeah. So just like murder mysteries and mm -hmm. real-life ones, that's what... That's what, you're That's what right I'm now? excited about right now. Yeah. <laughs> Murder Mysteries. <laughs> yeah, no, Only Murders is a good show. Um, it's fun. And it's a murder mystery show that also mm -hmm. is about podcasts. Yeah, how do you like that? Look at that, full circle. It's, it's kind of like old people doing podcasts, but it's still cool. Which makes it funny. For sure. Uh, the reason I wanted to start this segment was because I um, recently watched the entirety of the new uh, docu-series on Disney Plus called Light and Magic, uh, which really goes through the entire history of um, Industrial Light and Magic founded by George Lucas um, in order to make Star Wars. And the um, I, I kept giving Paige like, all these little quips about it because um, I just was blown away by every single thing I saw. But what really struck me was how we literally wouldn't have anything that we do without George Lucas film wise, uh, there would be, I mean, there might've been CG, but we wouldn't have what we have. Like there would be no computer animation. Um, there would be special effects probably would not be what they are. Like Steven Spielberg was a hanger on with George Lucas and he loved what he was doing and just was a part of the process of everything. Um, Ron Howard, um, like all these big guys who, you know, were, um, these famous directors now, um, Ed Campbell, who, who is a founding partner of Pixar animation studios. He started off in, in light and magic. Um, and so it's just, it was really, really good. I could tell a million stories about it because I, I just, I found it so, uh, compelling, but, uh, I would recommend if you have the time, watch that show. It's a five part series. Each episode's about 45 minutes to an hour long. Um, I literally finished it in about a day. So, um, it's, it's great. It looks really awesome. I'm not a super big Star Wars fan, as I've mentioned before. You don't have to be for this, though. Right. And I think you sharing a lot of the things you saw in the documentary really made me realize, you know, how much George Lucas mm -hmm. has contributed to just film in general. Yeah. And sort of the future of, you know, CGI and animation and all of these aspects of that we enjoy in all the films we watch today. Yeah. Another thing I didn't I didn't realize about it was that he... um as soon as I think it was after they made Terminator 
Terminator 2 or it would no, it wasn't after Terminator 2. It was after like Jurassic Park or something like that. Um, when they finally started getting computer graphics off the ground in a way that was believable, he was like, okay, great. Now we can make the next three Star Wars films. And they were like, okay, great. But we have to design clothes on and, and like creatures. And we have to do, you know, all these crazy things that we've never done before. We've just built dinosaurs. And he's like, yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's mind blowing. Um, anyways, really, really good. But the show today is about ranking. Disney resorts, we're going to be doing mainly, not mainly, we're going to just be in Disney World. Mm-hmm. And um, just FYI, we haven't stayed in every one of these resorts. So, you know, retweets are not endorsements. We're not necessarily saying this is, this is like canon. But these are just kind of our, our thoughts on, on how we think, you know, we rank them. Doesn't mean 10 through 5 are bad. It's just kind of how the cards fell. So, and I think it's important too to note some of the things that we'll point out about why we ranked them this way are our perceptions of the theming, the style, the decorations in the rooms, the food, the pools, the smell of the lobby. Right, all of these things, um, the amenities, the things that the resorts have to offer. So. Sort of like in general, how we would rank them in terms of where we would like to stay one through 10. Um, we're going to kick it off with number 10, the 10 spot. What would you, would you like to kick us off? You do it. <laughs> you do it. Go ahead. <laughs> so in 10th place, we have Disney's Pop Century Resort. I wanted to include this one mostly because... This is my favorite of the value resorts. I have stayed at the Pop Century multiple times with Steven. And then I have also stayed at um, the All-Star Movies and Music. So I've been to a couple of the value resorts. And this one, to me, especially after the renovations in the early 2010s, um, I feel like is one of the better options of the value resorts. Um, I think Art of Animation is cool also, especially the theming outside. But I like the style of the Pop Century and how each of the buildings is themed to a different decade. The pools are themed to the decades. You have sort of the history through the lobby there. But even just the simplistic style in the rooms where you have those pretty vintage Mickey Mouse drawings and it's very clean lines and simple. I like it. It's nice. It's not a five-star resort, but it's a nice Disney resort that feels nicer than a motel and you're on Disney property. Yeah. they had like almost like Andy Warhol sort of uh, Mickey Prince behind mm-hmm. the bed, which is cool. Yeah, we so um, uh, Pop Century was the first Disney resort that we stayed in together um, on our first trip there, and it was kind of, it was within our budget at the time, so it ended up working out for what we needed. Um, I was actually really impressed by a handful of things. Uh, the first thing I was really impressed by was the fact that when and this is coming from Los Angeles. Um, you know, having having those be the parks that I visited. But the fact that like the bus picked us up from the airport, um, RIP Magical Express, it picked us up from the airport and then dropped us off. And our bags were just like magically in the room. And we used our magic bands to get into the room. It felt it felt like a really gosh, I don't want to use the word magical, but <laughs> it felt like just a really kind of a, a very um well catered experience to the guest. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking it was really cool. There was aspects of it that 
I, I didn't like. Um, I, I really didn't like, you know, the, the having t- the, the, the dining option was just like a cafeteria. It was not great. Right. Um, <clears throat> the pools were cool. Uh, nothing like crazy special. They were just standard pools. Um, the, the building that we were staying in um, was uh, the staircase was completely in 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 wrapped in like a giant rubik's cube which is really cool mm-hmm. uh so i mean you know it was cool um i i liked it i mean i think that i would recommend it you know if anyone if someone's like i need a i need a decent place to stay and standard rates are like 197 a night I, I yeah i think it's i think for what it is it's fine and um now you can actually do the uh, skyliners to and from which they were building when we went it wasn't even something actually they were i don't even know if they're building it i just think it was a concept so um, the second time we went, they had... Second time. Yeah, the first time we didn't know anything about it. I right. Think, so. The second time the Skyliner was being built, um, and so we could kind of see some of the Skyliner up, just not moving. Um, like Steven said, you're still looking around $200 a night, though, mm-hmm. so if that is a little bit more of a pricey option, this is considered a value resort, which is the cheaper of the on-property resorts for Disney. So just keep that in mind as we're talking about these. Like we said, we've not stayed in all of these. If it's in your budget, it is worth staying on property if you can swing it just because of all of the, you know, free um, travel to and from the parks and the accommodation of being able to stay right there in the parks is really nice. So the Skyliner, I think, gives this one kind of a a good option and then i like the rooms i think they're really nice and renovated especially yeah. for a value resort so that's why i would include this one in the top 10 totally uh what's what's the uh, nine spot number nine we have disney's port orleans resort riverside so there is the port orleans riverside and the port orleans french quarter we have not stayed in either of these but i love the theming of these resorts um the New Orleans Swamp French Quarter, all of that is very intriguing to me. And so the Port Orleans Riverside, this is in the Disney Springs Resort area. Um, I think the rooms in this one, it's updated with Tiana, Princess and the Frog theming. That is why this one is included in my top 10. I love that style. I think the lobby and um, the location is really beautiful and they've done an excellent job with the theming so for that reason that's why i would include that one in the top 10 here yeah cool uh this is one we've never stayed in but we've definitely been around the property which um was kind of fun i uh yeah i mean i don't know i mean it seems like just like a standard the whole like new orleans style doesn't really stick to my ribs that much so i don't think i'm as excited about this one um what i will say is it is dog friendly which is really cool so if you're bringing your pups that's that's great um <laughs> uh, they have the mill food court uh obviously pools with a water slide stuff like that so i mean it's it's nothing like out of this world spectacular it is more expensive by about 100 bucks a night than what you're going to be spending at um at like something like pop century or art of animation but yeah, I mean, I think for what you get out of it, it's it's a great option. Um, it also seems really quiet, too. It seems like, a, I mean, I could be wrong, but it, when you look at the gallery, it <laughs> it just kind of seems like a place where there's not a lot of kids. It seems very serene. I think it's impossible to say any of the resorts on Walt Disney World property do not have a lot of kids just because the nature of being in Disney, there's going to be families everywhere. It just seems more serene. Um the Louisiana Bayou style, it has sort of an old Southern mansion feel 
I don't know. I think it seems really, really beautiful. And, and the pools look really nice. Um, so if you do have, you know, families that are staying there, but I think those, those princess and the frog suites yeah. and rooms with the Tiana theming is just really beautiful. That is really cool. They also do like hearse, horse, hearse. <laughs> That's like a haunted mansion hotel. They do horse drawn carriages, uh, carriage rides, which is fun. Um, outdoor movies, campfires, bike rentals, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, really cool. If you're looking for a place to stay that's not going to be the $800 a night option, I, I'm on board with this. I, I think that I could, I could see us staying there. Definitely. All right. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on that one specifically? No, I don't think so. All right. Let's get to maybe the most controversial one that's not going to be in the top five. Right. This is not in our top five. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to let you do this one because I don't want to okay, so catch flack. Number eight. Don't hate us. We have Disney's Contemporary Resort. There was a reason we have this one in number eight. Remember when I said some of the lobbies smell bad? This lobby smelled terrible. It, it really did. It really did. So we, we have not stayed in the Contemporary. We have visited several times. We've gone in there to shop. We've gone in there to look at Chef Mickey's. We've gone in there to ride the monorail through. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we actually, we went there for a very specific reason last time. They had a, uh, right before Remy's Ratatouille Avenger came out or opened up, they had a, a very special magic band that really was released that day. And it was only in the shop, um, in the little shop in, in, the, in the main area of the contemporary. Oh, correct. And I really wanted to get it. And so I went in and I grabbed it and I was looking at it and I put it back and I wish I had not done that, <laughs> but I totally did, um, which is kind of like, a reminder that if there's something you really want, don't put it back. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, the, the thing with the contemporary is that it is a beautiful hotel. Like there's no doubt about it. For it is, sure. It is iconic. The way that it was built where they basically had pre-built rooms and like used cranes to put them in place and built it almost like a Lego stack. Um, obviously, you have the California Grill, Steakhouse 71. All of these like Chef Mickey's, of course, like all of these really well-known restaurants that people would highly encourage you to go to if you're staying in disney um but you know the thing for me is that at like 6.92 a night for standard rate that's a lot of money and that's starting so let's just say for a minute that for 6.92 you're not looking at the parks yeah right like i don't think i don't think for that money you'd be looking out of the parks and if i stayed i would want to be like on the top floor overlooking cinderella's castle right i would want to see and, magic kingdom right and like watching the fireworks from there every night mm -hmm. but that unfortunately i just don't think that's that's the ticket so yeah i think there is no doubt about it this hotel is iconic like you said for the food for the look of it even we have a beautiful poster of the contemporary here in our house um, mm -hmm. with the monorail going through it. And I think just the location of it being right there next to Magic Kingdom and being on that loop to Magic Kingdom, that is why you're paying that price for that hotel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do also really like what they have done with the updates in the rooms. Yeah, yeah. I Isn't think the Incredibles updates, Yes, right? I think incorporating the Incredibles was a brilliant idea. 
I think it was so brilliant. And I love, love the theming and the little details of like mm -hmm. even the closet having where it looks like their costumes are hanging up yep. in the briefcase. It's really like cool. the little tiny details of incorporating the Incredibles. Because yeah. I think that fits the mid-century feel. Um, I think the Incredibles, it seems like that really matches with that. So yeah. For that, I think it deserves to be in our top 10. Of course. But and we are not super fans of the contemporary, so it did not make the top five. I could see the contemporary being a must stay if you are enormous Magic Kingdom fans and you want to get to the park early. Right. Because you've got the monorail, you've got boats, and obviously the, the bus. But hop on the monorail or a boat to get to Magic Kingdom that morning and you're in business. So. <laughs> and I would yeah. like to stay here one day. I really would. Oh, 100%. Someday yeah. we will save up and we'll stay at the Contemporary, but it is not on our, it's not on the top of our list there. There's so. other places I'd rather stay over, yes. over the Contemporary for sure. Hence the next seven on our list. All right. Hit me. All right. Number seven. We have this one I'm so excited about because we are getting to stay here in October. Yes. And yes, that yes. is Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. You want to tell us a little bit about Caribbean Beach? Yeah. So we, when we first rode um, the Skyliner, we were, we were taking it from Epcot and we were like, oh man, we need to digest all this food and wine festival food. And we just need to like go hang out and ride the Skyliner and do a full loop and get, digest food and get away from the heat. Um, and as we were going, we were overlooking the Caribbean, um, the Caribbean beach resort. And we were like, wow, that is gorgeous from up here. And so the Caribbean beach resort, just based on the way it looked immediately shot up to like our number one choice of where we wanted to stay next. Um, it's, I mean, and my, I mean, three, 328 average a night is not cheap, but for a Disney resort, that's not bad either. Right. So this is actually considered a moderate resort. But what I like about it is it's really, really beautiful. Um, I mean, the, the lobby in, to me is just bright and open with like floor to ceiling windows. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's like going on a Caribbean vacation without, uh, without going on a Caribbean vacation. Right. So I like that. The, um, the transportation is a big one for us because we really love the idea of being able to do a quick trip from uh, our resort to Epcot and Hollywood Studios, for sure. Like, that's a big deal to us. Um, I love, you know, the fact that there's a cabana, there's a, a restaurant, um, little markets to grab food, stuff like that. You know, I mean, the recreation stuff, like I could kind of take relief. Um, uh, the pools are going to be great and stuff. I don't need to do fishing or, or jogging, certainly not jogging, um, <laughs> volleyball or whatever, but like there's a playground and we can, you know, swing our, our, our daughter on the playground. And there's like all kinds of little fun amenities that are there, um, that you can take part in. But for me overall, it's a different experience and it looks beautiful um and on a year when we were like do we really think we can go to disney this year financially uh caribbean's caribbean um, uh, beach resort made that possible it did we got a really good deal on it and a couple other things that i think are really important for people to know if they don't know much about um the caribbean beach resort is 
each of the sections of this resort are based on a different Caribbean island. So you have Trinidad, North and South. You have Jamaica. You have Aruba. You have Barbados. Like there's these different areas and they're all different colors based on the different countries. So when you ride over this in the Skyliner, you get to see all of those different aspects of the Caribbean islands. And so the theming there is even different. Now, another really cool thing about this resort is there's also a lot of pirate theming. Yeah. So there's I was pirate just themed at that rooms. On the, uh, website. They're, they're so cool. They're like old pirate ships and built into the walls on these beds. And the pool that has this sort of old Spanish feel like you were on a, a ship sailing for gold. I mean, it just is very reminiscent of like pirate um, treasure hunting. And so I think for those reasons, this one, I'm so excited to go in October and do something totally different. It's going to feel like a completely different yeah. Disney trip Huge fan of than that. staying in the Art of Animation or the Pop Century or even the Contemporary. It's a completely different experience. Right. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, I can't wait. We're going to have to do like a full review on it when we, uh, when we get back. Certainly we will. All right. Did you have anything else for the Caribbean beach? No, not much more I can say other than I'm just excited to go. Okay, me too. All right. Number six, that is Disney's Boardwalk Inn. This hotel is an ideal location, I think. Yeah. The location for me is what puts it so high on my list. So last time we were visiting Disney World, we... um took like a full morning to hang out at the boardwalk and it was we actually went to the lobby of the boardwalk in and um kind of poked around i actually sat on the patio in a chair and just had some coffee it's it's really something i really like it there a lot it seems relaxing but there's a lot going on so the boardwalk if you've not spent much time there it's really nice during the day there's really nice food options ice cream milkshakes um cute little shops that you can buy pins and merch and all kinds of things in. But the nightlife too there, there's, I mean, there's bars, there's restaurants where there's live music, there's entertainment. And it's so beautiful at night, the hotel and the boardwalk itself. So the location is just spectacular. It's themed after sort of a turn of the century um, boardwalk, like something like Atlantic City. Um, carnival, think carnivals, old wooden roller coasters on the pier, that sort of style, but in a very, very upscale hotel in a great location where you can walk and get to anything. And then you're right there by the back entrance to Epcot in the World Showcase, which is really, really awesome. I am completely blanking on where we had breakfast. It's the place where I forgot my debit card. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the waiter, um, brought Came out running the, out to give it to me yeah, 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 um yeah. but yeah w one of the things i like so much about that area is i mean talk about a vacation from your vacation because not a lot of not a lot of the other resorts in, in my opinion um are going to give you that same experience where you step out of your hotel and you do not feel like you are still in disney at all and what i mean by that is like yeah we said that about you know uh caribbean beach and i i, I get that that's the case for like other big resorts but something about this one it really feels like you are in a different town and the illusion doesn't leave when you walk out of your um 
when you walk out of the resort. So I love it. I love it for that reason. Um, again, you know, transportation is a big one for me. It's, it's, it's close to boats. Um, it's, it's close to, you know, getting, you can go to or from Hollywood studios or, uh, Epcot pretty quickly if you're right there. And it's just, it's just a great, it's great. It was Trattoria Al Forno, That's what I the thought Italian it was. place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Their and breakfast? I got those pancakes oh, that were, they were like four times the thickness of yeah. your normal average pancake. It was amazing. It was spectacular. Yeah. So uh, the, here's, the, here's the only thing I'm going to say about the boardwalk is it is it feels very old. And I have a thing with metal where I just don't like the way it feels or smells. <laughs> and so if you touch the handrails or like touch the doorknobs or something weird, um, your hand might smell like metal. And if that's a huge upsetting factor to you, then I would highly recommend um, avoiding that. But otherwise, it's beautiful. Um, if you can deal with that, and it's great. Well, the rooms, I think, also are a little bit more dated. They They do not seem like they have been updated in a while. And so... I don't know what Disney's plan is for updating those. They don't seem terribly old or outdated. It's more the style seems very traditional, which I think fits the theming of the hotel. But um, it's not going to be like this mind-blowing, beautiful new room that is worth the cost that you're paying. I think what you're paying for is the location, the amenities there. And um, the proximity to the parks and being right on the water, I think, which makes for a great hotel experience. Just keep in mind, you're really only just sleeping in the rooms there. So it's that's not what you're paying for with this one. Yeah. I mean, again, like if you can get up in the morning and walk out and have some beautiful shops around you, um, ice cream, food, shopping, you know, all that, that's fantastic. Um and then when you get back, I mean, you still have other things to do. So it's cool. Uh, I don't know if that's one we would stay at, though. I mean, I would like to, but I don't. It's not like high up on my list of places I would have to stay. It is not on high on my list of places I would have to stay, but it is a place that I would like to stay absolutely because I want to be in proximity to all of those things right there on the boardwalk. Um because like I said, I love spending time in that area. I would love to be able to say, hey, I'm going to run down and get a milkshake or, oh, let's pop back in Epcot for the evening. You know, just being right there. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great location. All right. All right. On to number five. This one we have stayed in. We actually stayed here last summer for our baby moon. And it was, it was such a pleasant surprise to me. I did not know much about this resort at all. Um, One of my friends had told me that the new Grandestino Tower was beautiful and encouraged us to take a look at it. And Stephen found a great deal on the Grandestino Tower. So we had the opportunity to stay at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort and Grandestino Tower, which was the new section of this resort built in um, in the last few years. And this, I cannot say enough about this place. It had amazing views from the top of basically all of Orlando. Yeah, I mean, at the yeah, see, Dahlia Lounge. Which... Yes. You could see the fireworks 
from the Dahlia Lounge up top. The pool was spectacular. There oh, were yeah. a couple pools. We went to the main one sort of in the center right by that restaurant. Yeah, it was kind of near the Three Bridges um, area by like the um, Siestas Cantina. And uh, it, it's the one with like the big... Uh, yeah, the dig site pool yeah, yep. with the Mayan pyramid. Yes, that's the one. Um, and so the Mayan pyramid was beautiful. It, I felt like we had been plopped back on our honeymoon in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were sort of transported to this spectacular place. Um, I felt like we were in an all-inclusive resort being able to walk through. The restaurants were great. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, we ate at Rick's Sports Bar and Grill quite a bit. We did. Because um, Toledo was constantly sold out. And I wasn't, uh, my goal wasn't really to get big reservations at our hotel. I wanted to get reservations elsewhere and parks and stuff. Um, But Rick's Sports Bar and Grill was great. We got nachos. We had burgers. We just, we lived it up. And that was fun. Um, Yeah, man, what can you say about this resort? I I love it. If it wasn't for me wanting to stay in different areas and experience new things, I could stay in the Grand Destino Tower almost every time I go. Uh, Great location, gorgeous, gorgeous building. Um, The 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 lobby is awe inspiring. I mean, it's we we got stuck in the lobby for about four hours at the end of our trip because uh, our flight was delayed by several several hours. because of Florida storms. And uh, I mean, it wasn't great being stuck that long, but at the same time, we just sat on a couch and hung out and it was, I mean, it was beautiful. Like I had a good time. It was um, really I nice. did not mind being stuck in that lobby and it's a huge lobby. I mean, it's a huge lobby. It's like two stories. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's, it's something else, but. And because it is so new, it is, everything feels very modern. Yeah. It is beautiful tribute to the Hispanic culture that they are trying to incorporate with Coronado Springs. The only thing I would say that I had to have against the Coronado Resort is that it's kind of not super close to any one park. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can see that. But I never felt like our bus rides were that were, were that strenuous to get from no, one space it to wasn't, the next. I mean, it wasn't you, extremely convenient all the time, but... Because you had to take a bus. That was the, That's the only thing, is it's not a Skyliner resort. It's not a boat. It's not a monorail. It is just a bus. But everything else makes it worth it. I, I agree. Our, our, our last night that we spent there, we went up to Dahlia Lounge um, for cocktails and dessert. And, um, man, I was up there... Uh, we were up on the patio and we could see the fireworks from Epcot, um, from uh, Epcot Forever. Some of the last, or no, it was Harmonious at the time, wasn't it? Wait, no, it was Epcot Forever. Yeah. Um, and then we could also, I don't know where it was. It might have been, it might have been, uh, it might have been SeaWorld or something. Yeah, we tried to look it up. It was a different non Disney. We could see fireworks park. from like miles and miles and miles away. Um, I mean, it was so great. It was so great. I, I I would stay there over and over again. Um, the other cool thing too is I think it might be it might be at Toledo, um, perhaps one of the uh, uh, nicer restaurants. But they have like a um, a make your own sangria experience that you can do. Uh, so there's just like so many fun things that you can do there. Uh, you know, as far as as far as like what they offer. Um, some of the things I did not realize that was kind of cool is they have. And I think we need to start taking advantage of these things. But for recreation, 
they have not only like movies under the stars and 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 campfires and things like that, but they also have painting experiences. Uh, you can do like Spanish art mosaics on Mickey heads. Uh, again, pass on the jogging trail. Um, playgrounds for kids. Just, I mean, the fact that like they have all this cool stuff that you can do as well as going to the parks. Right, it's built <laughs> it's into great. your experience. It's, it's, yeah, it's like built-in fun. Yes. I I would go back there in a heartbeat, but like Stephen was saying, we want to try to check out so many of these resorts because they have so much to offer. So with that being said, number four, this is somewhere we've actually not even been on this property, which is super rare because we have resort hopped a couple of times. We've been to several different resorts, either checking out the restaurants, checking out the grounds, seeing what they have to offer. But we have not been here. We are going in our October trip. Yes. And that is Disney's Wilderness Lodge. I, I'm really excited about checking this place out. It is a beautiful resort. It reminds me a lot of Disney's uh, Grand California Adventure. Grand, Cali- Grand Californian. Boy, you do that every I f- time. I'm just like fumble. Football season's coming and I'm fumbling. Um, it reminds me a lot of, uh, of the Grand California Hotel. The Grand California, I'm Californian, I should know this, uh, <laughs> hotel in Disneyland Resort. Uh, it's beautiful. The reason we're going is because we, our daughter is, is too little to object to us telling her we have to leave Magic Kingdom early. And um, so we are going to cut our day short and we are going to enjoy Whispering Canyon Cafe for dinner um, the night that we go. And I, we, I've been wanting to go here for a very long time. Um, and so I'm really excited. And it turns out Paige is like, has some dietary restrictions. It turns out they have like a whole vegan menu, which is bizarre, but amazing. Like all you care to enjoy skillet with vegan options. This is like, guys, this is like meat and barbecue and buttery potatoes and mac and cheese kind of place. And they have an entire vegan option for the skillet and dessert and all of it. So we are so, so excited to go here for the food, but also, like Stephen was saying, it reminds him of the Grand Californian, and I think that's because this hotel does pay tribute to the Northwest, like Northern California, Oregon, Washington. Think pine trees, think lumber cabins, beautiful lodge kind of feeling as soon as you walk into the lobby and it's just stunning the pool looks like it's straight out of dca in the grizzly peak area with the pine trees and the boulders and all of that and so i think the theming of that feels like you're immersed in nature but also in a very very nice hotel on Disney property. So when those two things align, I mean it's great for outdoorsy people like us. We love we love the outdoors, we love camping, hiking, all of that. So this theming is spectacular and it's a Disney resort. So why would we not love it? So as far as convenience is concerned, uh not uh the closest to the parks. Um, well, actually it's kind of a little bit off. No, it's, it's, it's pretty close to Magic Kingdom, actually. So you can actually take the boat to Magic Kingdom. So you can take the boat and you can take a bus, which I, so it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like on the outskirts of the monorail circle. 
So, so it's just outside of there, still on the same waterway. So that's why the boat actually goes into the sort of Magic Kingdom loop there. Um, but it's not included in that monorail loop of the three hotels over on the other side. Right. So you're not going to be, I mean, it's not the most convenient if you want to go to uh, Disney Springs, Animal Kingdom, uh, you know, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, all that. But still, I mean, it's, it's, it's right there. And um, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, it just, to me, it just seems like a place that, uh, yeah, it just looks beautiful. I, I would love to stay there just for the environment alone. For clarification's sake, if you've heard of Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, this is not the same thing. Fort Wilderness is actually a campground that is um, the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground is just next to this area. We have some friends who that's where they stay every time they drive down with their camper and they yeah. love to stay there. And um, one of my cousins, every time they would go down to Disney, they would go and stay at the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. So if you're people that like to camp, maybe you have an RV or a campground, that's another great option. But we're specifically talking about the Wilderness Lodge. Yeah the sort of super fancy hotel that we would love to be able to save up for and stay in one day, but we're going to enjoy their incredible dining when we I go can't in October. Wait. The, the other thing about it is the storybook dining. Uh, they have that with the character dining. Um, and it has like, you know, uh, special Snow White Seven Dwarves characters that come out. Um, I would really like to do that. Uh, but unfortunately, we're taking uh, our daughter to two character dinings on our trip, and I cannot do a third one financially and mostly mentally i cannot pull off a third one so uh maybe the maybe the next time we will uh <laughs> we'll do that instead uh yeah i don't there's not a whole lot else to say about that one i don't think um it's just beautiful and it's i mean it's not it is expensive it's like you're looking like 625 650 a night starting so it's not the cheapest that's that's for sure but our top five really most of our top 10 are on the pricier side, but like we said, we've not stated all of these. These are places we've been or would like to stay, and a few of them we have saved up and splurged on. Now, the next one, we have not stayed here either, but we have been through it, and that is number three, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Wow, this is, this is a classic resort. I think a lot of people, this is their favorite resort. I've heard a lot of people say that, friends, family, that have said it's their favorite place they've stayed or they've always wanted to stay there. Um, it has so much to offer, and it's so elegant. I mean, this is where Victoria's and Albert's is. So if that tells you anything, that's pretty much how, <laughs> how I mean, it has a spa. You've got cabanas. I mean, There's it is like just... a tea experience, like a fancy tea room. I know that they used to do... Like on Easter, they would do this nice tea party and they'd have the characters in their little Easter outfits. Um, the dining is what they're known for. Enchanted Rose is there, right? I mean, it's huge. That is what they're known for. They're also on the mono, uh, monorail loop. So you're right there by Magic Kingdom with the Polynesian and the Contemporary. That's actually the ideal one to stay in if you want to get to Magic Kingdom quickly because that's if you are going clockwise. That's the last stop before Magic Kingdom. <laughs> so if you want to get there fast, that's that's about that's about as that one is probably as close as you are going to get to stay in Magic Kingdom unless you do the Cinderella suite for a billion dollars. 
No thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is one I would stay in. We're talking like seven fifty a night starting, roughly. Um, I, it is expensive. So the thing for me is, if I am going to spend that much money on a room, the way I would do it is, um, I would want to stay like one night in each expensive room. Sorry, in each expensive resort. So I would do like one night I'm staying there, the next night I'm staying in like, you know, the contemporary and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Wilderness Lodge and then just have Disney move my bags for me to the different rooms. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, you know, it, it looks great and it, and it is great. I mean, it is, it's, it's definitely top three for a reason. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot. It's probably one of the fanciest, I would say, if not the fanciest location on Walt Disney World property. and. So that's why we have it in our top three is the fancy elegance and the, the dining um, is just spectacular. All right. Two. All right. Number two. The top two yeah. are so important because not only do we have them ranked as our top two here, um, but these are two places that since I was a little girl, I've wanted to stay here. And hopefully one day we will get to stay in both of these resorts. <laughs> so number two is Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. This was a tough one to choose one and two, but Animal Kingdom Lodge is everything you would imagine. It is exactly what you expect it to be. You have the animals, just like you were on a safari, it's not actually connected to the safari ride. It's not connected to Animal Kingdom in any way. But they do have animals that live on property there that roam in the middle of the hotel in the resort. The lobby is very, very fancy, but also traditional African. Like you've just walked into this gorgeous hut that is super mansion mansion-esque i don't uh, even know how to describe yeah, it it's um it's almost like a beautiful throne room yeah. but with the feeling of being in like a traditional african building i don't know i, I don't know how to describe it but it, it's it's uh <laughs> it's 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 pretty breathtaking and i know there's a couple different options like you have um uh kadani village uh jumbo house you know a couple of a couple of options uh you know for places that you can uh that you can stay but it's um yeah it's 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 something i mean it's uh, the the animal kingdom villas are, are and and the lodge are just outstanding i i actually got choked up when we walked in here the first time and we sort of wandered through the resort we didn't see any of the rooms on the inside but we've obviously seen pictures and things of the room options again the theming is very consistent throughout it feels very um all tied together to this sort of tribal feel which is just spectacular and i am such an animal kingdom fan it is my favorite park this is my favorite favorite aspect of disney so i would love to be able to wake up and sit out on my patio and see some giraffes walking up to the patio i just think that would be so stunning when we were there we we did spend the majority of our time <clears throat> directly in uh the the lodge itself um and uh we we did the we did a little shopping 
uh, we did try to get, uh, <laughs> we did try to get reservations. Um, I think it was at, uh, where did we try to get reservations? Was it at, uh, Sanaa? Yeah, I think it was Sanaa. We tried to get reservations and we just absolutely could not do it for the life of us. Um, they're like, yeah, that's, that's literally you're, you are not going to do a, uh, <clears throat> you're not going to do a walk up. That's just impossible. Um, but we did actually, uh, end up enjoying ourselves in the Maji pool bar, um, and that was a lot of fun. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it was great. I mean, it was really, really beautiful. And, uh, we went to the Savannah overlook. We sat in some rocking chairs on the uh, balcony and just kind of hung out for a while. Uh, I think we spent a couple of hours there with nothing to do, but it was basically just our chill zone for, for a while. It was. And we talked to a cast member who was out sitting, um, sort of in that rocking chair area, just talking to guests about the animals when they had questions about the resort. Um, there are really great food options there that are also authentic sort of African options. And it really feels like you are still connected and a part of animal kingdom, even just in your resort stay. Now, the only, only, only thing against this resort at all is when you're staying over towards animal kingdom, that's all that's around you. So animal kingdom lodge is sort of like as far away from everything else as you could possibly get Um, because Animal Kingdom itself is already farther away from everything else and then Animal Kingdom Lodge is sort of just beyond that. So the only way you can get anywhere is by bus, um, which again is not a big deal, especially when there's the buses from Animal Kingdom Lodge are consistently coming and going to different parks and things. But that would be the only, only thing against it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to Disney for the first time, you're trying to find and you got and you got money to blow and and you're trying to find a place to stay. I don't think I would recommend this one. Um, Just just uh, on the fact alone that it is so isolated and it probably isn't going to give you that Disney experience that you're looking for. Um, But for those who either a just absolutely love the idea of of overlooking a a safari, um, you know, landscape from your room. Or if, uh, you know, it's just, you've been a bunch of times, this is on your bucket list. I, I would, I mean, who am I to say no? You, you should definitely go. But eight $900 a night to overlook. The parking lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. if I, I don't know if I could personally swing that. I know it's your dream, so one day we will. But I think for me, that's going to be one of those, like, we stay one night. And then, or like, we stay two nights. And then we stay at, you know, All-Star Resort Here's or the trick, everyone. Here's the trick. When you do that, when you split your vacation between a value or moderate resort and a deluxe resort, always do the deluxe resort last because if you get yourself settled into the Animal Kingdom Lodge or the Polynesian Ooh, or spoilers the Contemporary, on number one, huh? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it's okay. Or the Contemporary or another deluxe resort. And then you're like, okay. Our bags are going to appear in the all-star sports yeah. when we come back from Magic Kingdom. I guess there's gum in my disposable cup in And the then bathroom. you're just going to be so disappointed. So always, always stay in the value or moderate resorts first and then transfer into the deluxe resorts and you will feel like you've just upgraded the end of your trip. It will really end on a high note. Okay, number one. Number one, as Steven gave away. I think anyone who's a Disney fan that's listening pretty much knew the Polynesian was going to be our number one pick. Well, and if they've heard us talk before, they they kind of knew what our top options would be. So 
Number one would be Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. I love this spot. It is perfect, dare I say. It is perfect. It's bonkers expensive. And if you want a view of that good castle, you're going to be spending even more money. But uh, it's beautiful. And it has everything. Yeah. And it also has some of the best restaurants that, I mean, some of the most acclaimed restaurants on Disney property. So first of all, you know, Tonga Toast is a huge deal for a lot of people. Me included. You included. And uh, so that's a huge, I mean, if you can wake up and get breakfast and, and grab Tonga Toast. That's great. Uh, the other one too is Ohana is there. And we are <laughs> trying really hard to get Ohana reservations. In fact, I mentioned Every earlier, day we're trying. Uh, the Pixie Dust Dreams Vacation Planner. Um, she's a friend of ours and she, uh, um, great, great vacation planner. She was helping us actually get some, trying to get uh, reservations there. And uh, I kept like, I I was a good boy and I waited 60 days before our trip and I got on first thing in the morning. I went straight to Ohana, like I'm going to get my dining and it was completely gone. 60 days in advance, I could not get it. Not even for the morning or late at night. Um, I've been getting these like text alerts for options and I've got three for Ohana and every one of them is like 9.50 at night. So I don't, I can't do that. But yeah, it's it's a it's a shame. <laughs> We're not giving up hope, but it's not looking likely. Now, the other good things are there are other wonderful places here at the Polynesian and this trip just might not be our trip to go hang out here for food and drinks, but no, although there's Trader Sam's. I was going to say although I would like to try to pop into Trader Sam's at some point. Um, so that would be another option of a wonderful place that we would love to go hang out. I love myself a wonderful tiki bar. I make every effort to go when I find that there's a tiki bar where we're visiting in any city or place. I think it is awesome. I love good old tiki drinks and a nice classic tiki mug. So we were uh, we were just in wine country a couple months ago um, visiting family and uh, we, we stopped off at a tiki bar, a brand new tiki restaurant there. And it was just, oh my gosh, it was good. It was amazing. The food, the drinks, very authentic. Um, some other really wonderful things about the Polynesian, because like I said, it is perfect. The dining is perfect. The theming is perfect. The convenience doesn't get any more perfect. You can take a boat. You can take the monorail. You can take a bus. It's right on the Magic Kingdom monorail loop. Um, so it's super convenient, just like the Contemporary and the Grand Floridian. Um, there's also so much that it has to offer. The grounds of this is spectacular. They have the campfire activities, the pools, the movies under the stars, the fishing, all of these things, the spa. It has everything. It has everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I, I mean, if if I had to, if, like, I mean, that's number one. If I had to choose anything, this would be it. Um, it's just, it's yeah, it's it's a fantastic resort. I was, it was under construction, uh, some renovation. We went last time, but since then, it's it's uh, cleared. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I personally don't think you could beat it, um, unless you're on the Galactic Star Cruiser. I don't think you're beating this hotel. <laughs> We did not include the Galactic Star Cruiser because unless they make that affordable, we will never be able to stay a there. Joke. I don't even think people are doing it. I haven't heard anything about it. 
I said that once it opens, all the people who have money and all the influencers are going to go and they're going to do it one time. And it's not something people are going to go and do regularly because like you've done it once. You've done it. You've, you've done it once. Anyway. Yeah. So those are it. I mean, those are our top 10. Um, we hope to eventually stay in all of them. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that's money. So we'll see. One quick little honorable mention I have. Um, Disney Swan and Dolphin are great. They are not technically, technically, technically included as Walt Disney World Resorts, but they're sort of like partner sister hotels. So you can book them through Disney and they're classified as Disney's Swan and Dolphin. My family used to actually stay there every time we would go because it's you get the perks of being on property without actually having the um, sort of on-property price tag all the time. Yeah, the only problem with that is your transportation options is a boat. But it's really nice. That's it. it well, you have the walkway right there. It's not that far. And from I the, guess you can always get to the boardwalk. Right. And it's then, not yeah, far from it's the true. boardwalk. That's true. Yeah. Which is what we would always do. Um, and I think about that in context because when I did the Run Disney half marathon, when I went right past the Swan and Dolphin and up to the boardwalk, that was sort of like, I know I'm getting close to Epcot. Yeah, that's fun. Sure. So I think just a little honorable mention, if you want to be right there immersed in the magic, take a look at the Swan and Dolphin. It might be a better option for your family. It's not as immersed in Disney IP because it's not technically that, but they did have like a cute little R2-D2 in the lobby. So it's just a cool other option um, for people when you're looking at places to stay. And we tried to include value, moderate, and deluxe resorts so that these are realistic for everybody, whatever your budget level is. Um, when you're saving for a Disney vacation, it is obviously going to add up. It's going to be expensive, but the trade-off of staying on property can be really worth it for all the perks you get. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if, you know, if you're going to go, just try to find a good deal. Um, find a find a travel agent who can help you out or whatever um and just make sure that you know you are uh uh doing what's right for you financially because it's it's expensive you don't want to break yourself over a resort <laughs> i certainly don't so especially because the hotel is just where you're sleeping you're spending your days in the park or at the pool swimming your family will have a great time no matter where you stay all right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at the Parks Academy, online at theparksacademypod.com. Uh, we're on Patreon. Uh, just type in the Parks Academy, you'll find us. Uh, we look forward to uh, sharing more shows with you. And if you have any um, thoughts on stuff you want to hear, just let us know. Send us a message. Uh, give us a buzz on Instagram or, or on our contact form on our website. Anything you want to do, we're happy to hear about it. Um, we look forward to talking to you next week, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.